The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, December 15th, 2017, season 13, episode number 92. Welcome back to another edition of The Break. We are live at the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, talking a little Cowboys football. How's everybody feeling this morning? Great. Good of you to join us, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot forgot you were part of this show. You still work here? (laughs) Yeah, I do still work here. Who are you? And uh, JK. I'm and I'm Derek ready to Eagleton. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> Is that me, really? Nah, you don't sound like. I was about to say. Do you really think I do that kind of stuff? Like, do you know who I am? I bet you've said that before. I've never said that before. I don't think that much of myself like that. How are you, Nick? I'm good. You good? Thanks for asking. No one gave you a hard time about missing the show yesterday. I know, because I... they didn't really notice or care. That's not. <laughs> I'd had something to do with being here for the first two. That's true. Week. Yeah. Good you know? point. Good point. When you only miss one day, I mean, I'm on, it's not yeah. as big a, a deal. But I'm at 80% three. this week. You're at 40. <laughs> Plus, like, only one of the four people here takes the time to, like, keep track of what day, what episode it is, and, like, you know, all that, you know, have hey. your own sign off and your own greeting and all that. Hey. You know? If you're going to do it, do it with flair, man. Okay. You know? All right. Let's talk some Cowboys football. How many pieces of flair? 33. 37 is pretty good. Catch me up on uh, injuries. What's going on with those uh, those injuries? Catch me outside. Okay. Um, yeah. Did not participate. Actually, there were three. Well, you know, yesterday when uh, we did the show with Brian, I, I, I've, I had a good feeling yesterday that David Irving would practice, and he did not. He did not. Uh, so that's really that's, – that's what I'm looking at as far as, like, really interesting developments. I think – I feel like the writing's probably on the wall that Orlando Scandrick's not quite ready, especially yeah. given that the secondary has played well. No sense in rushing him back. Uh, James Hanna upgraded to limited. Uh, Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith both did something yesterday. So, uh, you know, Bryce Butler, same thing. Like, you kind of get the feeling that everything's sort of rounding into shape, except for your starting defensive tackle. Have you guys talked to anybody about uh, the concussion that he sustained? And, I mean, it seems to be kind of lingering a bit. It's now into the second week. Uh, I know all concussions are different. I'm dealing with that at home right now. The concussions wow. are different, and and they don't always progress the same way. They're not always the same way. Obviously, Rico Gathers, who we saw uh, get a concussion back in training camp, ended up in IR and, and still is not practicing fully with the team or, or whatever. So have you guys talked to anybody? Is this one of those that's just like – is it always just a situation where you wait and see – are they thinking that maybe this is a worse concussion than, than others that they've seen? Have you heard anything that suggests, you know, what his status really is like long term here? I think the only thing we've really heard was that he was making progress, but that doesn't mean anything if it was yeah. started out really, really bad. So I'm sure Rico's made progress. So, um, I, you know, I, I got the I got the sense that he would probably play this week. Earlier this week, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't feel that way anymore because right, yeah. he's not practicing. That's exactly how I felt. I, kind of, I mean, you know, you I mean, had... here's a guy that takes a, you know, pretty much a nude picture of himself and puts it on Instagram. You know, when he's not concussed, and so, so what I'm saying is, is that never taken a nude picture of yourself and put it on Instagram. You saying you have? I'm just asking. Like he made it sound like that was such a weird. That thing was to such do. a MySpace thing. Was, yeah, you did it on MySpace, but no. never on Instagram. I'm just saying. <laughs> Kind of crazy. He's a different cat. He's a different. different. That's okay. Trying to figure out if he's concussed or not might not be the easiest thing to do. And that may be the problem here. They're, they're like, we don't have a good baseline. Uh, we don't really know. I wonder if it, I mean, you know. This is a guy that was looking for his nipple ring at practice. <laughs> Lost it. Yeah. He's a different cat. Yeah. There's no doubt. I like David. I do too. I like, if you I just, don't like cool. David Irving, I don't like you. Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's the best. People. He is. But I wonder, you know. I mean, there's no, I mean, he he played with a concussion. That's what he did. I mean, yeah. he did. It's not like he took a knock and exited and got evaluated. Like he, and that's the other part to it too is that I guess you didn't see a moment in the game when, like you know, sometimes you see a guy. You we saw Rico get hit, yeah, and and we were like, oh wow, that yeah. was a major hit, and and so it didn't surprise anybody. I don't think now 
as long as he's been out, it's probably still surprising. But it didn't surprise anybody that that was something that was going to take a while. I don't remember that moment in a ga- in the game when David Irving, like when I saw a hit and I was like, oh, wow. No, that's well, be a problem. I guess, well, my point was going to be is, you know. You didn't? I didn't. I saw him deliver it to somebody else. I didn't see him take the hit. Was there a yeah. moment like that? Okay. Yes. Uh, he landed on his back um, in that game. And, I mean, he he had a hard time getting off the field. I thought he was going to be out right then, but he did come back. But I know exactly was that, what played Was that happened. the one? In the Washington? It was in the Washington game. Yeah, yeah, it was in the Washington game because he he came back later and hit Cousins and then knocked him into Lawrence. But earlier in that game, so this was before the hit on. This Rogers. was before the sack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is. You know, I mean, not Rogers. This isn't good. Rogers. I mean, obviously, we we know this isn't a, a good situation because. But he did. The the play that I think happened on he he got kind of flipped around and he landed up on his neck and back, and he had a hard time getting off the field, but. But I, I, my point was, I wonder if they're being even more cautious because, like I said, it's not like you took the hit and then immediately went into evaluation and you were done. Like he, he played with it, which is, I would assume, even more dangerous. So uh, maybe they're using an abundance of caution in light of that because yeah. he played the rest of a football game. And that could also signal you can't trust the player. Yeah, to tell you that's a great if, point. Because if they, if they, if he went on the sideline and didn't really tell anybody and they didn't notice, they didn't see the hit to say maybe there's something wrong. Or whatever the case might be, if they were relying on his word, and he just was like, "I'm good, I can go." Yeah. Then maybe they're kind of like, uh, yeah. "We need to, we need to have more testing and not really listen to the player on this one." This time yesterday, I felt pretty good that he would play, and I'm, I'm guessing, I'm leaning more towards not now. Okay. So that's that's the big one for me. So obviously, Skandrick has had, I mean, the the with the back uh, problems, he he probably is not. I wouldn't assume is going to play at this point. Uh, talk to me about Bryce Butler. He's got the foot injury. Last week when he popped up on the injury report, we were kind of like, well, we don't know what's going to happen. Now it's into a second week. Is this a little more serious than, than maybe what we assumed initially? Yes, because I know he he wants to do anything and everything to play in this game. He, he wants to play against his yeah. former team, the team that drafted him, in an area that he's really familiar with. I mean, he, you know, well, I say that he's from, you know, he, college in California, not really up there, but – he he went you know he obviously played for the Raiders and so he he wants wants to play in this game and even said he was fine missing last week's game if he could play this week, but I think he's getting caught up in a couple of other things. I don't think it's just a situation of his foot. I think that is it maybe Noah Brown is close enough to taking some of those snaps that you put the injury on top of that. But that wouldn't keep him out of practice. Though. No, it wouldn't keep him out of practice, but it might keep him from being yeah. active. Yeah, which is important for him because he's on a one-year deal. Yep. And after this year, he's got to go out into free agency and try to find another deal. And when he's missing games, same with he's not being able to I mean, put David stuff on Irving, tape, same right? type of thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, they want to they want to put these. He already missed some games too, so yeah. I think that factors into these guys telling trainers that, that they're good. That they gotta go. I got. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. The thing about a receiver is it's different than a concussion. I mean, you got a foot injury for a receiver. You you know, if you're not very fast, everybody can see it. And that's his thing. He is a speed speed guy. That's what he brings to the table. Mm, speed, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> Theoretically, not not speed enough for Nick, but a speed guy nonetheless. Well, we it's trying? to the point now that if Usain Bolt doesn't come in here with a cowboy helmet, right. on, I just don't care. <laughs> and it's just not it's not fast enough. When for we were at the Giants, um, I asked him on the bus. I don't know if you heard the conversation, Nick, but he basically said that he was feeling around ninety five percent, whatever that means, but. Basically insinuating that he's talking about Bryce. Bryce, okay. health wise, yeah. Because I asked him, I'm like, is it the same injury? You know, back from training camp. He's like, yeah. And he kind of explained me. It's like certain. However, he steps on the foot, it maybe bothers him a little bit in a way. But he was saying, from the way it sounded like, he's feeling close to being, you know, a hundred percent. And to me, it's surprising to see that he hasn't practiced yet. Were you nice to him? Like what do you mean? when this conversation happened, like were you like asking about him? Were you like, why aren't you playing, wuss boy? Like I can picture that very clearly. Yeah, no, like her, I asked- like her, literally just like insulting. Yeah, you. No, just like, I'm are like- you gonna play or are you a coward? Or, you know, like- <laughs> <laughs> I asked him, hey, how are you doing? Because I could see in his face, like he he is not, you know, 
very happy right now. So I asked him, hey, so you were are nice. you doing okay? Yeah. I'm happy. That, oh, that's yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm proud of you. I am a nice person. More, you should do that are more you kidding frequently. Me? That's okay. awesome. Just wondering. Wow. <laughs> it was on the bus with a bunch of players. I don't think he's just going to call him out. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She is kind of fearless. All right, let's talk about inactives. Um, I think we all kind of agree based upon that conversation that Butler, Irving, and Skandrick will likely be inactive this week. Um, going beyond that, you basically have one, two, three, four, five, maybe six players that you need to get four more, uh, four more of them onto uh, onto the um, inactive list. Let me throw out the names, and then you tell me the four that you'd like to see or that you think will be there: uh, Dayton Jones, Chaz Green, Justin March, Lillard, or Justin Durant, or both if you choose. Um, Trey Williams and Blake Jarwin. Who are your four? Well, was, let's start with Trey Williams real quick. Yes, he uh, will be inactive this week. However, the Cowboys got to figure something out there because their third running back is is inactive. Now, next week, Ezekiel Elliott will join the party. Seek. And uh, maybe he looks like this. Maybe he doesn't. But he, he will... Be the third. I mean, they won't be the third running back, but they won't keep. I mean, they'll they'll probably have three active. I don't think Alfred Morris. They even have one. Like, will they will they cut Trey Williams? Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, I would guess. But but the, my issue is is that the, he's the third running back. He's inactive. That won't happen next week. You know, next week Alfred Morris will be active. So will Rod Smith, of well, course. Well, I think that's an interest. I think that's a question. I don't know no, if I think that's a that's a for sure. It can't be a question. You cannot bring this guy back. Wherever he's been, what he's doing, he can't just come in and say, you're the guy. You, you got to have Alfred Morris active. Well, but if you had Rod Smith active, is that, a, is that not enough, just the two of them? I don't think now, so. Now, don't get me wrong. If you've got spots, like this week, I think inactives oh, are kind of a, okay. an afterthought. But but let's assume that everybody's healthy. Yeah, we have five shows, I guess, next week to talk can about we, that. Can we just focus on having a good Friday? Okay, sorry. All I'm saying is, is that your third running back is going to be inactive, but next week that might we'll not see. be as easy. So, Trey, Trey Williams. When it's next Wednesday. I agree with, with Nicholas for whatever that's worth. I don't care what you agree with. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I didn't care. Cool. Sorry. Thanks. It's not worth sorry, anything, Sorry, I got a little Dave. bit I got <laughs> a little spot up in my own feelings. Sorry. I'll just turn this way for the rest of the show. <laughs> Um, okay. No, go ahead. Finish your statement. Finish your statement. No, I, I, you know, Zeke's been gone for six weeks. You can't guarantee, you know, what kind of condition he's in, or trust that he's just ready to rip off twenty-eight carries his first week back. I think against he, the Seahawks, against yeah, against a, a very good defense, even with the injuries they have. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't sit. Maybe you sit Morris for the Eagles if if you know if Zeke looks good or whatever. But I would I would have three running backs active for that yeah. game. So. Going back to this week's game, Trey Williams. Uh, Trey Williams, you think is at, is in? Sit him down. So give me three more guys. Who are Blake the other three Jarwin. guys? Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin. Now you're down to two. Jarwin and Durant. Then pick pick your linebacker. Probably I one would, of the two. Okay. You don't put both. One probably. Of the two. You know, well, you don't need to put both. Okay. I would. Pro- I mean, I'd probably sit Durant because March Lillard can play special teams, and you've got all your other linebackers healthy. So. Got it. And I need one more between Dayton Jones Taco. and and, Jeez. and Jazz Green. Wait, I thought you said we only needed three. We needed four more. Oh. We had three. Scandrick, four Irving, more. Bryce. You were too busy. Trey. Are you trying to sit Taco all the time? This guy's going to the Pro Bowl, right? I knew you were going to do that. Stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> someday he will. Stop it. I guarantee he will. Dave, go. Um, Crap. Wait, what, what, were, what were my options? I'm sorry. Dayton, you're down to Dayton Jones or Chaz Green. I think your final spot. Well, all right, I, think that, I think they felt good about what Dayton Jones did last week. So I would yeah. be... Well, oh, um, what about? Oh, damn! You probably don't want to sit Daniel Ross either. Not if Irving's not playing. Yeah, if yeah, Irving's Ross. not playing, I think he's got to be didn't active. They, right? Didn't they sit him? They sat him last week against the Giants, though, didn't they? Yeah, he was. I would say I'm, uh, Daniel Ross. Okay, let me ask you this question though: Daniel Playing Ross. a team that has a running back the caliber of the running back you're going to face this weekend, do you think maybe you need that extra defensive tackle? I think I'm way more worried about how my linebackers are playing than my defensive tackles. It's kind of funny the way you say linebackers. It. You already got, but you're already going to have. Your no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like Daniel Ross isn't the difference between whether or not Marshawn Lynch has a good day. That's okay. what I'm trying to say. All right. So I would probably sit Daniel Ross. Hold on. And you'd keep Dayton Dayton Jones, and you'd keep Chaz Green active. I guess because just, of those two I mean, tackles. They they they've been practicing, or they both were at practice yesterday. They've both played really well, but it still seems smart to have an insurance policy. Other than. 
I don't know. I mean, if they're both gimpy, we might. Why not? Whatever. Both. Yeah, it's I got worked you. well so far. Just, just remember this: when I said Blake Jarwin, James Hanna has missed, yeah, missed some something worth keeping an eye on, and he's been he was limited, limited yesterday. Yeah. Limited. So he's you know he's progressing. He missed Wednesday. Limited. We'll see what happens today. He's and he's coming off his best catch of his entire career, so I think Ever. he's going to probably play. No, I'm trying to figure out if that's true. I don't know. I mean. We had a hard time coming up with another one that was, that was a better great catch. catch. That was a great catch. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just that might be the best catch that any guys made for this team this year. Like just that was Easily. a very good catch. Easily, like, still, on. yeah, that, that was six years ago. Catch. That was six years ago. I mean, no one's putting that on a t-shirt. <laughs> six years ago, it seems like a long time ago. It does seem like a long time ago. Yeah, that's how seasons go, though. I mean, yeah, think about those games back in September. They feel like they were two seasons ago. Like it doesn't feel like then. A long December. No? No Counting Crows? <laughs> this isn't, yeah, you don't strike me as a Counting Crows fan. Nah, I don't even know who that is. No, yeah, That's, you do. Shut up. I, seriously, I don't. I don't know oh, who that wait. is. Who All is right, that? cool. Whatever. Sorry. We'll put on some Marvin Gaye. It's fine. There you go. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I have a couple questions for these guys, just some big picture questions. I want to find out a little bit more about who they, who or what they're concerned most about in this game, Cowboys versus Oakland. They'll come up this Sunday in Sunday Night Football. And also I want to talk a little bit about the running back position. Do the Cowboys, or should the Cowboys, uh, change up what they've been doing? Should they maybe consider Rod Smith having more of a role uh, than what he's had so far in these games where Ezekiel Elliott has been out? We'll do all that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. Got to be a different segment Eric. of the break. Never heard, of, never heard a long December by Counting Crows. Sure. Uh, I don't understand why that bothers him so much. Like it's like one of those songs that is just ubiquitous in American life. Like you can't get away from it. Uh, obviously it's so, because I've never heard. I mean, it. like I don't know. It's one thing to say that I've you know you don't like it or whatever, but like if you've really never heard it, I've really never heard it. Like seriously, I've never heard it before. It's crazy to me. And I listen to a lot of music. I just never heard that. Okay. Never. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm trying to think of a like you know it's whatever. <laughs> just go away. <laughs> Go away. That's the second time today you told me to go away. Because you know what? I don't like is. this. What? We you just don't like that kind of music. I, what kind of music is that? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Uh, See, Kent's got it pulled up on the board. No That's idea. how popular Seriously, it is. I've never heard this song, and I'm surprised I've just never, like you said, like, Especially if, you, if it's one of those songs, here, just, you should see it everywhere. Like, you should just hear How, how have we not played this? this on any of our seasons? Because every dang December has been a long December it's around true. here. Like, <laughs> why hasn't this point. been like the music? Probably too slow to be on anything that we would do. Right. It's pretty slow. It's a great song. Never heard it. It's okay. And I'm not, right now, I'm not convinced it's a great song. It's a, what is a great song? 
What is a great song? I took for this Eagleton? thing. I took a this thing of off the songs. rails. Go, everybody, everybody. Great song. Go. You're you're next. Um, you're next, Pitbull. <laughs> great song. Sexual healing. It's a great song. Okay. It is. I got nothing to say to that. That great is song. a great song. Amber, great song. You want to hear my favorite American song? Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty dirty. Uh, oh, no, no. wow. No, is it worse don't. than sexual healing? Uh, uh, put it down on me. Oh. I, who's that? Uh, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> I almost <laughs> did. Yeah, I don't know. I like the it. way you... I don't, know. I don't um, even know what you just. Uh, yeah, that's okay. I like the way you grind with. Yeah. On right. me. There we go. Uh, when? <laughs> <laughs> I really thought this was a good idea. <laughs> it went really you bad. You started. <laughs> he did. Why can't you just little hopscotch mode? Yeah. Today? It's usually. Why can't you just say something from the Cumbia Kings and let's move on? <laughs> that's not what I listen to. <laughs> it's usually Nick that takes this show off it the is. rails, so I apologize for. He this. did. He started <laughs> all of this. That's true. Yeah. Sexual healing is a great song. It is a great song. What's, what's and, your, and your great song is what? He just let us hear it. I'm, I'm, that's not his favorite. That's, no, well, I don't know. I mean, there's Drake, and I love. I mean, I like Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Rebecca Black. All time favorite song. I don't know. That's too intense. It is. That's hard. too intense for me. Probably. Okay. You started all this, and you're not going to give one. Oh. I know what you're going to say. Say it. What is it? Amarillo by morning. Or no, no, I don't know. no. Gin and juice. I was gonna say gin um, and juice. I mean, that's like Nick's. This, one, like this Nick's one's pretty good. Gin and juice. I would say probably though. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. And I, I love, I love that song. And I was in college, but when we got to meet him and I got to talk to him and asked him, "What does this is how we do it really mean?" and his answer was awesome. So I just, I like it. He's just talking about it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're. Singing songs, playing football, being on a show, whatever. Here's the standard that you need to, to go by. This is how we do it. I like it. So I've always loved that song. Honestly, like having never heard A Long December by Counting Crows is like saying I've never heard This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. Like, it's really? This, yeah, it's on the same level. It's on a very similar My level. daughter's heard This Is How We Do It, like, and she's 13. We should probably. But that song that Kent just played to me has the greatest lyrics of all time. The greatest rap lyric of all time. Right oh. There. Right there, that that part right there. Well, Brenda's got a baby is pretty good too, but oh but Brenda's got a baby. Heard All that. right, Y'all that's so where the conversation is done. <laughs> Y'all are so in the nineties; it's unbelievable. It's Which over. is crazy. Yeah, you're so obsessed with the nineties. You've never heard like one of the biggest hits of the nineties. That's crazy. Yeah, but I was listening to let's way talk about kind of music. Let's, in the 90s. let's talk about football. <laughs> let's talk about football. Yeah, let's get back to it. All right, so we uh, I had a couple questions I wanted to throw to you guys. I guess the big question I have for you guys is when you look at uh, this team, and you guys have been on shows all week, so you kind of have a better idea of this than I do. Uh, but you look at this Raiders team, offensively, defensively, special teams. What thing do you think is the biggest would be the biggest concern thinking of from the Cowboys standpoint? As you face this team, let's start with you, Dave. Um, the Raiders pass rush is really the only thing about their defense that worries me a whole bunch. And Marshawn Lynch is the only component of their offense that really scares me either, which I feel weird saying that because I, I mean, Derek Carr somewhere is he's a good quarterback. I mean, he was in the MVP conversation. He's had his moments this year, but it just hasn't been there this season for them. Their receivers are either gimpy or not good. We don't know if Amari Cooper is going to play in this game. I, it's on, I look at it, and other than Amari Cooper, who we established early in the week when you were actually here, is a like he's one game away from having just like the most atrocious year. Like he blew up against Kansas City, and other than that, it's nothing. Um, and then you got Jared Cook, and then there's nobody else on that offense. That's a, that but really... I thought Crabtree has been a better receiver since he's been with Oakland, and has moments when he's had really great games. Right? It's all he's just. I, I mean, I know. I mean, I Keenan, as soon as you say it, then Keenan Lewis crazy, blew the hell right? up. As soon as I said, I thought he was Ow. manageable, but I, like, there's nobody on this team. He's not Keenan. Keenan Allen. I'm not I'm going in. No, of course yeah, not. He's not Keenan Allen. I'm not going into this game just being like, man, Crabtree. Right. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hey, like, I just, this, I don't see it. This has a feeling, though, about that Falcons game where, you know, you're like, what's wrong with the Falcons? What's wrong with Matt Ryan? He's the MVP. What's wrong with Carr? And then it's like, yeah. And then here it is. Like, you're playing at home. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I just think those those breakdowns defensively, you know, they they happen. Every now and again, there's just, and, and Eli missed this guy. In the, in, yeah. in the first or second quarter there, 
I can't remember. They only had one drive. He was he, wide open. Wide open. And yeah. He just missed it. And you just don't expect these these guys to, to miss those. But but it's happening. And we're leaving these guys just wide open. And I will. I mean, Carr doesn't take a lot of sacks. I think he's at like twenty one on the year. So he's top. He's top ten. Uh, it's, I thought they were. I thought they were farther down in sacks. Anyway, go ahead. They have the line to protect him. Which I mean, so you got to cover well. You got to cover both. longer. That's that's something worth watching. But honestly, I think if. If you can stop their running game, if you can keep Marshawn Lynch from blowing up, and I think they can. Like he has, I mean, their offense just has not lived up to the expectation that it had in the preseason, obviously. And I think if you stop their run, I just don't see them being like I just don't see them putting up like thirty points. I just would be surprised by that. Amber, what concerns you most? Most? I absolutely agree with Dave. I'm just glad that Sean Lee and Anthony Hitchens are going to be able to be on the field. Hopefully, Sean Lee, there's no reoccurring trouble there with his hamstring and that we are able to see him most of the time being on the field and I really loved everything I saw from him last game and it's absolutely amazing the way he plays and how he tackles and how he manages he controls the whole defense so I'm just glad he's there because my main concern would be Mr. Lynch All right, Nick I don't know never been a big Big fan of him of his game. Lynch, really? No, not really. I mean, I mean, big, strong running back. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't think he's that great right now. I think they can bottle him up. I really do. I, I don't. He doesn't concern me as much as the other guys. You know, I kind of know what you're talking about because I'm kind of the same way. I think he's a volume runner. Like, if you let, if they keep giving him the ball, if they get in games where they can keep giving him the ball as the game goes on, he'll wear you down a little bit more. Like he reminds me of. Um, uh, Eddie George a little bit like Eddie George is not a kind of guy that you were afraid of him taking it 80 sure. yards at the beginning of the game Eddie George was just so big and so physical that as the game wore on if they were still in a position where they could run it if he gets the 30 carries in a Emmett game Smith. or 28 carries in a game good luck you're probably not going to win I mean, that that's, game that's like him and Smith yeah so sure. I, that's the kind of back that Marshawn so don't get me wrong he's a really good running back but I think it's a different kind. like you don't fear him the way you fear Back in the day, the way you would have feared a Marshall Falk, you know, because it's sure. just it's different kind of guys. It's not he's not that guy that necessarily just destroys you from start to finish. Well, I don't. But you look at their offense. Who from who else from their offense would you actually think stands out more? Great good point. Question. That's good point. Amber, I still that, that believe, but that just because you're the best doesn't mean. Well, what, the question. Like the leading player from Yale. I mean, if you have to, to choose league. from the group. So what the question was: What concerns you? So right. Well, Lynch I, doesn't I didn't get there. God. Now I, I mean, it's got, this is what concerns me just from the offense, or just overall. As I said at the beginning of the question, offense, defense. Or I wasn't paying attention, honestly. Um, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. I mean, he's the best. He's the best defense player on the team. He's one of the best in in the league. And you know, I, I, the Cowboys have great tackles. There's no doubt about it, and they're playing well. But I think his versatility and what they do, and then the fact that Bruce Irvin's got a lot of sacks on the other side. It's a pretty good one-two punch. So he's obviously getting a lot of, lot of uh, help on his side. Yeah. But I, I think, and the Cowboys don't do that a ton. They don't give a lot of help. So I'm, I'm going to be anxious to see where Khalil Mack is. He's the guy. You guys have uh, probably said this early in the week when I wasn't here, but probably. Khalil Mack is he typically on one side or the other, or does he flip around? He's, a, he's a right or left end primarily. He's going to be primarily on Lyle's side. How do you feel about that matchup? I mean, make some money. I feel, yeah. I feel good, but I mean, Lyle, Lyle, I feel like he's earned the benefit of the doubt. I think one, it would be silly not to try to give him some help. I mean, it would, it would, I think it would be foolish just to be like, well, yeah, like he's got it, he's good. But for, I, I feel like he, he has earned some confidence. Lyle has no doubt about it. But all, I mean, all it takes is one. You know what I mean? I mean. This this could be the matchup that's just not good for him for whatever reason. Maybe like Max got a better first step, or he's more powerful than other guys. Um, you know, what I thought was really interesting. Actually, I wrote I wrote a story about Lyle yesterday and was talking to him about it, and it makes sense. But he was just talking about like how the biggest thing that he's had to learn this year is patience, because playing tackle is so much different than being a guard. Like, and you watch Lyle Collins play, like he wants to maul people. Like he just wants to come off the line and destroy you. And you can't necessarily do that when you play tackle. Like you have to understand that 
they have to come through you. They have to get around you. And I mean, like, you know, even something as simple as just getting in the way might be what you have to do on a given play. Like, it's not all just about demolishing the guy in front of you, which is what he got so used to as a guard. Mm -hmm. So he said he's learned a lot about that, you know, over the course of the season. I I think his direct quote was, it's a night and day difference from, you know, September to now, which I think bears out when you watch him play. He's playing a lot better than people are talking about. Like, nobody's really talking about it because there have been so many other issues. still getting tweets and emails from people that are like, they need to do this so that he can move back to guard. I'm like, why? They've made the transition at this. Yeah, they've made the transition at this point. And I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Like, if they can get Zach re-signed to a deal and you can keep this line together for another two years, you know, until somebody else comes up and then you have to start wondering or Tyron gets to a point where you got to start wondering, whatever might happen. But for two years, solid. If you got the same offensive line, whatever happens at guard, I think you're you're whatever. Let's just assume whether he's here or whether they go out and have to get somebody else. If you got those four pieces all together for there for a couple of years, I think you're really working with something. I really do. I agree with you. I agree as well. I think he's played very well. I think I love that answer about him learning how to play tackle, you know, different than guard. It's almost like fullback to running back where you just attack mode where you have to be patient. And, you know, if anyone knows about being patient, here's a guy that was expected. I know y'all talked about it yesterday on the show about where he would have gone if, if he didn't have yeah. uh, the incident. The top 15? It was a non-incident. Top 10. It sounds higher than Really that. top 10. Yeah. Oh. And, he, and then, then you get undrafted. Now – I think he would have been drafted had his agent didn't come out and say, "Do not draft us. We're not playing." Yeah. I mean, I not, still, don't take us in sixth, seventh round. I still whatever. can't believe that worked. I know. Like once you get to like the fourth or fifth round, I'm just like, screw it. I mean, I'll take take you. a shot. Sixth round? Why not take a shot? Right? Yeah, exactly. Like sixth round picks don't make it through training camp every year because you but. can pay him whatever you want to pay him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so, I mean, well, I mean, even uh, if, but you but, know what though? It's better for the It was better. For him to not because when you get drafted, they they give you a rookie pool that it wouldn't have been that high for him to be like a fifth or sixth round pick. But can't you always go back and do a restructure on a deal, right? You can only restructure after three third, years, third year. Well, that's oh, that is for draft picks. Yeah, no, I mean it's just for draft picks. I mean, not for you can restructure like an undrafted guy or or something like that. Actually, really smart what his agent did. Yeah, it was, oh, but it the was, fact that he got is, away with the it, the fact that it worked is, I mean. If if he had if they had gone through with their threat, he would have sat out for a whole year. Wouldn't have been able to go back to college. Would have just had to work out for a year and hope for the best the next year. And that's not. And I don't think he would have done that. Yeah. I really don't. I, I, they came out after the draft and were like, we we were bluffing. Like they said that. Especially if you have if he got drafted by a team that actually he could see himself like he has an opportunity to get a job. Just you know, un, unbelievable play by him and his agent. Unbelievable play by Jerry Jones and, to get him here. And it's. I feel like it's unusual for stuff like that to pan out as well as it has. But, like, it's, I mean, it's been great. Because the money he got this year after his second year, he, they wouldn't have been able to do that if right. he was a fifth, sixth-round pick. Right. Yep. So it's worked out for everybody. Yeah, it was a big, big coup for the Cowboys to be able to secure his services. And they just fell into the right spot at the right time, and then Jerry was able to close the deal. So Salesman. There you go. Um, here's another question I have for you guys. Um, after what happened last week with Rod Smith and the number of – yards and, and the way he played last week do you think the Cowboys should consider the possibility of using him in a different role in and in a, not necessarily making him the primary back I don't they don't do that kind of stuff but would you do more than just give him third down duties would you maybe get him in there starting in the I know usually they'll flip out in the third series of the game but would you do more would you maybe go Two series for for Morris, two series for Smith, two smooth series for Morris, or something more like that to give him a little bit more of an opportunity. Yep, I think I think a, a little bit, but but not you know I mean remember he went eighty one yards because the Giants really were just caught in a really bad defense. I mean I don't safety think, was out of the game. Right, that was a big right. Game. And I, I if he doesn't have that play right there, then I don't think we're talking about you know because his numbers are just totally inflated. That he made the play, we we'll give him credit there. But um, I, I'd put him in there a little bit more. I mean, I, I think his more impressive plays were not the, that touchdown or even the second one. I think mm-hmm. his, the run that right before Beasley's play was great. The, the, the blitz pickup. He's doing a lot, he just does a lot of things well. So for that reason, yes, I would play him a little bit more than, than Morris. But I, I don't know how much more. I like, I like that rotation there. 
I agree with I that. I like this rotation a lot better, though. I know, right? Uh, how much do you also factor in that if you look at kind of how things are going to go beyond this, you would think that Rod Smith probably has a better chance of being here longer term, and I'm talking about next year, Yeah. than maybe Alfred Morris getting him more opportunities because when Zeke comes back, his opportunity is going to be extremely limited. Would you want to give him more opportunities here because you think that there's promise and you want to kind of just get him in more? I mean, I would give, yeah, I would give him more touches and I would lean toward trying to have the carries split fairly evenly, but like, I don't, I don't care about what it means for the future. I mean, what's, you know, training camp next year, like he's not going to be any better or worse because he got 10 more carries in December. I don't care about that, but I, I mean, he's under contract in 2018. He's, I mean, so you don't have to worry about that. And I think he's, as it stands right now, he's probably not a hard guy to hold on to in the future. So, I mean, I'm. I said this earlier on one of our other platforms. I don't even remember which one at this point, but Zeke, Rod, and a draft pick is what I want the running back room to look like yeah. next year. That's my, and that's nothing against Alfred Morris. It's just smart football, in my opinion. Like why, whatever you have to give Alfred Morris, he's you know he's nearing that thirty mark, which is bad for running backs. Younger, younger, always younger. So and and Rod has shown. He has now delivered on that potential that we've talked so much about. Like, you've seen that he can do it. Even if the numbers are a little bit inflated, I feel good about his potential. I, I think Alfred Morris is setting himself up for maybe another contract with a, a team, I'd say like a Jacksonville or somebody, or maybe the Rams or somebody with a young back that's the star. Alfred has proven one thing. He can he can sit back and, and he, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, cause any issues or anything he waits for his turn he's been the you know ultimate professional and he's a good you know he's been a good player he surprised me a little bit with with what he's been able to do um I, I said all along I thought they should have gone with McFadden I don't know if I was proven wrong but but they know that in the in the practice so and and a lot of that had to do with Rod Smith they wanted to get Rod and in, in more involved they thought he was more of a future I don't know what position Rod Smith is which is a good thing mean? What is he? I mean, you think he's not a running back or something other than a running back? I just don't know what he really is. I mean, he's a he's a running back, but he's a gigantic running. Yeah, back. but it, I mean, remember remember back in the day, they don't know this, but back in the wow. day, just dismissing us. Right there <laughs> I don't feel offended though. Oh. No, you you, <laughs> you have a sh- maybe a shot, Larry Sinners. Yeah, yeah, from the Arizona Cardinals, right? Oh. The name sounds familiar, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't have. I mean, he was a fullback, but he wasn't because he caught passes. Anderson? And, yeah, I mean, he's something like that. He's a fullback, running back. I mean, yeah. I just don't know what he is, but you don't have to define it. Just put him out there and let him make plays. Because, because yeah. if you're having a hard time defining it, the t- other teams having a hard time figuring out who to put on him. See, but I don't. I think he is clearly a tailback, a running back. I don't think he's a fullback. How do you say clearly a tailback when he goes out and has an 81 yard pass where he? Jukes the safety and goes. I mean, that's a running back. That's what running backs do. What? Well, I don't understand. Okay. What do you think? That's a receiver. Are you calling him a receiver? Or? I don't know what he is. I don't. That's not a fullback for sure. So I think I think his his characteristics and what we've seen him do to me clearly puts him in the category of a running back in my opinion. I don't think if when he, they tried to put him at fullback, I didn't think he was great there. No. So so I don't know. Yeah. So I don't think I don't I don't think there's another position where he fits more Wait, than <laughs> until next ended. week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a better place for him than running back. I don't think it's receiver. I don't think it's fullback. I think running back's where he belongs, you know? I don't know. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I just don't think he's a traditional running back either. doesn't matter. He's, he's a good player. <laughs> we just want the right kind of guy on the team. <laughs> All right. Let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to get some questions from you guys. Call us 214-872-2102. 214-872-2102 is our number. Uh, We'll also get some questions on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is The Break. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. 
Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. To the break. Welcome back. It's the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at Star Nikki. Take it away. You know what? It's Christmas time. You know what one of the most popular Christmas gifts to give, especially in the office, is? No, tell me. Mistletoe. Nuts. Speaking of, Nestle the Boys and Tommy John, the softest, most supportive underwear out there. They're featured packed and feel amazing. And if you disagree, they're back with the best pair you'll ever wear. Or they're free. Guarantee. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You're talking about like mixed nuts people give for office gifts? Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably don't want mixed nuts in your Tommy John. Maybe. Yeah. Some people are into that. Wow. <laughs> you never, I don't know. You never know. I don't, know I don't even never. know where we're going with this. <laughs> Honey roasted. I don't know why. I'm so like lost on this right now. I don't even know where know. we're going. I All was right. just talking about protect the boys. It says the boys. It's really high yes. quality underwear. It is very high know. quality underwear. Protects all Tommy John Day, features. so it's always a good Tommy John Day, right? I bet it isn't. Hmm? Getting close to that weekend when you got Saturday and Sunday. I need to do some laundry before we go to Oakland. Yeah. Not that anybody asked. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people need to do laundry. Two road, we, two road games in a row is tough. I haven't even unpacked from New York yet, to be honest with you. See, you need a wife, man. Sure. She can help hey. you with that kind of stuff. Huh? I have so a dog. it's just assumed that the wife has to. No, no, I'm what saying. What does that really I'm saying, mean? What I'm wow. saying. Let me explain what it. I want to. What I'm saying is that means she can help you. Like that's what a marriage is. You help each other. So when you have no, a wife, no, 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 nice it is. Thing. It absolutely oh, is. Nice so, so when wrong. you have a wife, your wife can help you when you have a lot of stuff going on. She can pick wrong. up the slack. What What will happen is though is she'll say you haven't unpacked from New York, and it's like it's Monday night football. I want to watch the game. You're like unpack your stuff. Get it out and get. I gotta have room for this. this that's a bad wife so you don't have a bad wife i have a wow damn so you're saying i don't need a wife i'm saying got I'm it saying you would be unpacked <laughs> if you had one like he's saying but for different reasons no you just need a good wife <sighs> i'm working on it all right let's keep that working are you that that just <laughs> go away put it down this show me. is so off the rails today. Oh, it's been a long it's december Friday. It's been a long December. It has. <laughs> it's called the drought season. That's just what I stop. Need some sexual buddies. healing. <laughs> this is how we do it. I just want to name all of the songs we had. <laughs> I just want to talk about Cowboys football. All right, then let's get some do. questions in. The number's 214-872-2102. Again, it is 214-872-2102. We have a phone call from Michael in Arizona. Michael, what up? Hey, what's going on? Happy Friday, my Pete. Hey, you, you what up? Hey, man, you know how Rod, we're talking about Rod Smith like as a, a running back catching out of the backfield. What do you think Bruce Arians, how he would utilize him? You think he would utilize him like um, David Johnson would? Like if we could, if the Cowboys could use him like how David Johnson is utilized down here? Thank you, guys. All right. All right. Thanks. I'd rather do that with Ezekiel Elliott than Rod Smith. I mean, that's something we going all the way back to the offseason is, you know, I wish the Cowboys would get their running backs more involved in the passing game. We, so we've seen what they can do. Ze- 
I would I'm, I believe the two longest t- receiving touchdowns of the season are both from running backs. Are they not? Yep. Zeke in San Francisco and Rod in New York. Yeah, yeah they have that type of ability. Rod has Do the it. fifth longest uh, reception of the season by any player in the league. There you go. I mean, there's only four more guys that went. I mean, there's some 90s. It's just worth mentioning that a 6'3 running back got to the house on an. And I know the Giants blitzed, but still, like, this is the NFL. Like, you get caught in. Well, you know, the other thing to think about here, and I I don't know this for a fact. I just, I was talking to a guy that's an Ohio State guy, and he said back when he was in college, he was a 4'5 guy. Like, this is not a guy that, even though you think he's big, you don't consider him to be a speed guy. Right. But this is a guy coming out of high school, he's very very highly recruited. I think he was a five star recruit. And and was a four five yeah. runner. So we, this is not a slow running back. We were down on the field, and I was. It, it was on the other end coming toward us, and it got to about the thirty yard line before I realized it was Rod Smith. I thought Noah Brown was taking it to the house on his first. Mm. I just, I just didn't. I've never really seen that play where the running back slants over the middle like that. I hadn't seen him do that, so I yeah. thought I was probably a receiver. I've I seen saw it. five. I've seen it from plenty of other teams, yeah. not the Cowboys, which yeah. goes back to my point: do it more often. And I've not? seen the Saints do it a lot. And they do that a lot. Those receivers, <clears throat> Terrence and Dez, they actually, I mean, they helped with that. I mean, they were down there. They were getting Dez was in, a personal protector on They were getting in the way. Dez, the reason that play worked is because Dez was bracketed, which, yeah. you know, you go back and watch. We can say all you want about how Dez has struggled, but, like, defenses still pay attention still to him. Do. After that 50, if you notice, after his touchdown in that game, they started doubling him quite a bit more. You started seeing them put the safety just basically right on top of him. And so there were two guys just sitting on top of Dez for a lot of the rest of that game, which I think does open up. Open up the, but that's what we've been wanting from Dez yeah. is make those kind of plays and force them to that's dedicate what, that safety. That's what GOMB does, forces the safety. Get off me, brother. Get off me. <laughs> yeah, brother. All right. Buddy. Let's get a uh, question from Twitter. <laughs> Other than the center and guards, what other ways of scheme-wise are there to block the linebacker? Uh, the concern is the Raiders linebacker, Bowman, thinking that he's going to be a nightmare for the Cowboys. Yeah, you talked beef. to Beef. Beef 30. Well, it's Beef 31, but he wears 41. But, yeah, you want to see more beef? Just Keith Smith. Yeah, just send him up there. and let That him touchdown that Rod Smith had the run, I thought, I mean, there was a lot of good blocks on that play, but Keith Smith, I mean, he comes in. Who really blocked two guys? He he's he can handle it. I mean, he's like a return guy. You got to be crazy to play that position, and you got to have a little bit of that in you. Yeah, he's kind of like like he doesn't care. He doesn't he'll throw his body out there, and and I think that's what makes him really good, that's, really effective. I know the the question said other than the guard and center, but like Travis Frederick, that's what it is. Earn your contract. I'm not saying. I mean, he's a great player. I don't say it that way. Like he hasn't been earning it, but this is gonna be a tough one. And go get him. Yep. All right, let's get a call from Nolan in California. Nolan, what up? Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for taking my call. Up? I just wanted to say uh, thank you, Amber. I've seen you out at training camp, and you actually hooked me up with the T-shirt on the sidelines. So I just want to say I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. You're welcome. Giving out T-shirts, yeah, huh? Uh, yeah. My question is for this money. week, for this game against the Raiders, I know Marshawn Lynch, you know, you guys have been talking about him. We need to stop that run. Do you guys think that he's going to be that effective, or do you think it's just going to be the old Raiders we've seen all year and play the way they've been playing? So I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank you. You know, when you're six and seven, it, it I don't know how you, they've been playing all year, and it sounds like they've they've played some games where they played well, and and then they struggle, and then there's just like the Cowboys. I mean, have the Cowboys been playing all year? There's some really good games, there's some bad games. So I don't know what that means. I know that he doesn't have. A ton of uh, – he doesn't have a lot of 100-yard games. I believe he just had his first one two weeks ago. But he has scored a touchdown in the last three games. He's, I mean, it's starting to look more like beast mode than it, than it did earlier in the year. I worry, like, people are misconstruing what I'm saying. Like, I don't think Marshawn Lynch is going to take over this game. Like, by the – by the expectation that you have for him, he's not having this amazing season. Like, I think he's got 125 carries for something like six or 700 yards. Like, he's averaging like 50 a game. But I think he has the potential to do that if you don't do your job right. And like I said, it's not so much that he just scares the crap out of me, but of the options on this offense, especially if Amari Cooper's not playing, he's the one I'm worried about the most. And he's the one that I think can open up their offense for everything else. Like, if, if he's not having success, I think you can limit 
these Raider receivers. I just don't, they don't do a lot for me. Yeah, I know this is not the answer that people want to hear. And quite frankly, it doesn't make for great radio when you do this. But in this instance, I think it's uniquely, <laughs> it makes the most sense when you're talking about these two teams in particular to say, we really don't know. And no one really does. Both these teams are so highly inconsistent this season that this could be a game where the Raiders offense gets off. This could be a game where the Raiders offense is completely shut down. It could be a game where the Cowboys offense completely gets off and it's a game where the Cowboys offense is completely shut down. So it, both these teams have been Jekyll and Hyde through parts of the season. And I don't know that there's anybody that has a really good handle on which team's going to show up for which team this week. So I don't know that I don't know that I feel really comfortable, confident in saying, that their offense will be great or their offense will suck. I, you know, like we said with Crabtree earlier, he's not a great receiver, but it wouldn't surprise me if he came in here and had several big catches and went over 100 yards. That wouldn't surprise me just based upon what I've seen this season. That would surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I don't know. I don't know. I hear what you're saying, though. These are the two most disappointing and inconsistent teams based on what the preseason expectations were yeah. in the league. And the way they've played. Like, I know we've watched all these Cowboys games, and it's just like you can't get a real handle on them. I can't. Can't get a real handle on when they're going to really show up and play great versus when they're not. Yeah. And that's where it becomes very difficult to try to – and you got two teams like that in this instance. You just don't know. I just don't think. It's hard. All right, let's take a, uh, let's take a, a question from Twitter. Well, we've talked about being predictable before a while back. Do you guys think that the reason as to why wide receivers are not able to – have the success they should be having? Is it because the offense has become too predictable for the opposing defenses? You know what? There's something to be said for the approach of we do what we do. You know, this is what we do. We go out there. We don't worry about the other team. We worry about ourselves. And there are teams with 20 members, you know, uh, in their coaching, you know, staffs that – that are looking at this kind of stuff, the quality control. And so, yeah, I think there's something to be said for that, that, that they are they when you kind of stick to your guns and you, and you kind of focus on yourself, you get other people focusing on you as well. And I, I do think that they are somewhat predictable. We sit in the press box and we, we have a good idea of what some plays are going to be. We talked based about on personnel, based off personnel, based off of just, well, oh, this is going to be, you know, and, and Brian, we don't sit with Brian. I'm not sure Brian does it almost every other play. Yeah. So one thing I will so there, there's other teams that are probably can can see it too. Have you guys noticed though? And we just talked about that one play to Rod Smith. There have been, it seems to me, in the last week or so, there have been some moments when it seems like they've tried some things that they haven't been used to, that they haven't done it customarily this season. Have you guys noticed the same thing, or is that just like one play and and otherwise they've just done basically the same thing? I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but like, do you have an example? I mean. I thought of some other things last week. I can't remember right offhand, but it seemed like there were a couple other plays that that it was similar where they did something a little different than they normally would do. Oh, was it the, was it the catch by Beasley where they ran a, um, I can't remember. I can't remember. I'll need to go back and look. Lenahan's pretty reliable to add like two or three wrinkles to a game plan while keeping it largely familiar. I, maybe did they do like they faked a reverse? I think in this in this past game, maybe with Dez. Dez yeah, they, with Dez. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, they've, I mean, they've run the play, just not necessarily those guys. They there's there's two or three wrinkles every week, but like it looks familiar. And I mean, that's their big thing. I think we talked about that a week or two ago. It's where it's like, well, are you committed to your identity or are you just stubborn? And I think that that's a hard line to ride, and I agree with Nick that a lot of times they fall more on the stubborn side of things, which which I think it's been the narrative most of the season. I'm I'm yeah. really more talking about in the last game, or, or so. Have there has there been anything else that made you kind of say, well, maybe they are trying something a little different? Maybe not. Nothing that you know, a flea nothing that really would, be, would work. <laughs> Saw it last night. Nothing that really jumped. Which it's funny because uh, you know, and you know, they made the play. It's awesome. It's great. Uh, you know, we haven't seen a lot of the the pass to the running back. Like like Rod Smith was like, I never get that ball in practice. Yeah. Like he I, he's like, I was shocked. And uh, if you go, they did a mic'd up feature. Gary Brown was like, I think he asked Dak. He was like, Why did you throw it to Rod? Like obviously it's good that you did, <laughs> but we, like that's crazy. Basically. What happened? What'd like, you see? So even when they do something new, uh, maybe not so much. You know, maybe like Dak like, just did. Yeah, Dak was like, I got to do something here. Right? Because so. he had spit in the trash can and he made it, and he he knew he was on. Is that right? Yeah. Did he say that? I haven't seen it. 
Yeah, he, he. I thought this is everybody has seen this by now because it was on a Showtime mic'd up feature and all that. He's sitting with Lenahan and he's got gum, which is nasty, and he like spits it into the trash. <laughs> you can that don't know, Nick hates gum with like, passion. Anyways, but he makes it, and he's like, "I'm on, Coach. I'm on." It was right in the trash, you know. And of course, Lenahan with his, that. you know, with Lenahan personality, he's like, "Oh, did you? Uh, good." He's like, "Yeah, I'm on. I'm, I'm hitting it today. I'm feeling good today." So, okay, that was it. Cool. <laughs> It's funny the little thing. I was right? gonna say, yeah, whatever gets well, through the day. What would have been interesting is, is what if he would have missed? Does he go pick it up like the cup? take me out, coach? I don't know. <laughs> take me out. I'm I don't not have feeling it. it. I'm I don't not feeling no, it. I remember I'm talking about last year when he when he yeah, threw something on the cup and he, did, he had to go pick it yeah, up. But yeah. are you gonna go? Yeah, you go pick, pick up, up gum. gum. Yeah, you definitely don't want to leave gum on the ground because then somebody's gonna step on it. Yeah, no. Yeah. This is just not chew it. He looks so bothered. He does. I don't know why. That, I don't know. It's, just, it's really just disgusting. There's so many other things that are more disgusting than that. Sure. Anyway, uh, Amber. Oh, actually, we got another phone call. We got a call Comment. from Ty in Georgia. Ty. That's it. Ty. Ty, what's up? Hey, Ty. Sorry, Ty. Hey, how y'all doing? Good, are you? I, I, I just want to say I really enjoy your show and appreciate all the hard work y'all put into it. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you listening. All right. I've got a, a frustration, and it's a question of... I hope y'all can answer. I get so frustrated when I hear people like Anthony Hitchens or Demarcus Lawrence. They're getting to a contract state, and and we we brought them up, and they're great talent, and we know what they are. And then they tell us we can't afford them. What what can we do to get to the point where we can afford them? And thanks, and I'll hang up. Let's be clear. I've never heard the Cowboys. Well, I shouldn't say never. There have been very few instances where the Cowboys couldn't afford a player that they really, really wanted. Yeah. Um, And so when you hear anybody say, well, they can't afford them and they walk, then it's because the Cowboys didn't value them at whatever that amount was that they were able to walk. That's a really good point. And I'm guilty of that. I say stuff like they can't afford them all the time. And that's not really what I mean. What I mean is a guy like Anthony Hitchens, and this is this is spitballing. We I can't predict to a certainty how it's going to play out. But when you say they can't afford him, it means Anthony Hitchens is probably going to command a price that they're not willing to pay when you're thinking about the rest of your salary cap. When and thinking about where they value him with what else they have on the roster. and they, all that kind of I mean, they yeah. could absolutely afford him. If they, yeah. if they were just hell-bent that Anthony Hitchens was going to be a cowboy for life, they could absolutely afford him. They could have yeah. afforded Barry Church. But Jacksonville comes in with $30 million guaranteed, and you look and say, well – we're not going to be able to give Zach that extension if we do that. We're not going to be able to franchise somebody next year if we do that. It's all, and that's that is the dance of the NFL is allocating your salary cap, your top fifty-one contracts, making it all make sense, not just for twenty eighteen, but for the four years beyond that. So they, I mean, they they could absolutely afford these guys. It's just a matter of what do you prioritize. That's why I think we would all agree. One way or another, it's a foregone conclusion that Demarcus Lawrence is on this team next year, whether he's tagged or extended. If they let him go after Jerry's been talking about this war daddy and talking about getting a pass rusher for for whatever amount of time, they let him walk for whatever price, I think I would be shocked. I would would be shocked. I'll be shocked if they don't re-sign Hitchens. Really? Yeah, I think he's on the team. I think you have to. I think Dave said it best yesterday or t- two days ago, I guess. You just can't – it was yesterday I was listening. You said you, you just can't go into next year with Sean Lee and Jalen Smith. You can't do it. Sean well, but, Lee hasn't but, given you anything to show that he can stay healthy all the time. Jalen Smith hasn't showed that he is ready to be the Jalen Smith he was in college. Anthony Hitchens, I think you need him. But wouldn't the draft be your, your answer there rather than paying like, whatever like that it, price Like it was with Wilbur? Like it was with Damian and Wilson. No, you have to draft higher. You got to get a better quality player. So would you not? Would you not? Would you not invest a I'm first just, round pick in a in a linebacker at this point? I think you got other issues. I, if I'm going to do that, I'd rather re-sign Anthony Hitchens. I hear what, I, I, it's it's going. I think the price matters. Easier really said does. than done. I get it. Yeah, I think the price matters. And do it now. Like tr- try now. See what happens. I don't know why he would do that. I don't That's think he would either. Yeah. Predictions. I think right. the Cowboys <laughs> win by 20, 27-7. Oh, holy cow. 27-7. This is their time. You believe in it. That's what I'm yep. talking about. 24-20. I do think they find a way to win. I don't know why. I just, I, I mean, just, t- take your pick. Neither one of these. I don't, like you said, I don't know what to expect from either of these yeah. teams. Okay. 2017 Cowboys. Some cool pick by a corner rookie. He'll score a touchdown. All right. 
Yep. I think Cowboys win 31-20. I think they get back into the 30 range. So y'all, like I y'all think offensively, are, I think offensively the Cowboys I are going to I, I think they're going to they're going to figure it out against this defense and I think they'll score some points. Um I think they're going to they probably got more confidence than they've had in a long time offensively. Uh, with since certainly since Zeke has been out, I think they're starting to kind of fill it offensively. So I, I think they'll yeah. get the third. I just points. don't think this this run is over yet, and they it may not make it to the playoffs, but I think the the next few games are going to matter. All right, they run away with it. I hope you're right. Appreciate you guys joining us. We will be back uh, Monday. Monday we'll tell you what went right. You know who else is going to be back Monday? Zeke. Zeke will be back in the building. We'll definitely have some stuff around Zeke when he returns to uh, the Star on Monday. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!